Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, December 5th. S&P futures are trading up about seven to eight points. That works out to about 23 basis points. Dow and Nasdaq futures are up a similar percent. Europe uh, is up about 30 basis points, and most of the major Asian indices finished higher. Um, so pretty pretty slow evening in terms of major macro news, um, especially on U.S.-China trade. There was really kind of no major incremental developments. China's Commerce Ministry held its weekly press conference, made some uh, relatively innocuous remarks just about how the phase one deal has to have rollback um, and about how the two sides remain in contact. So nothing, you can't, hard to really read too much into that. Um, so I'll just run through some more of the headlines and I'll get back to kind of uh, my thoughts on the broader tape. So there were a few interesting macro headlines away from trade. So you had weak economic data, Australian, European retail sales, German factory orders, um, all fell short. You had a pretty surprising decision out of the Indian Central Bank, so they left rates unchanged. Um, the market was looking for a cut, um, and and the accompanying language kind of expressed some concern about higher inflation, even though the growth dynamics in that country um, worsened. Japan unveiled a $120 billion fiscal stimulus package. This was somewhat expected. A lot of the press reports in the last few days um, had talked that this was kind of in the works. That works out to about 2% of GDP. Um, markets aren't necessarily very impressed. Uh, you know, Japan has has run through several iterations of both fiscal and monetary stimulus. Both um, have not had much effect on growth. So you're not really seeing, um, you know, a, a ton of global enthusiasm um, about that action. Uh, so those are kind of some of the main macro developments. There's still a ton of uncertainty around this OPEC decision that's going to be hitting the tape. Um, you could see some more headlines around it today, and then you're definitely going to get a, for- a formal decision tomorrow. Um, just about what they're going to do with this meeting. So earlier in the week, there was speculation that this 1.2 million barrel per day production cut would expand by 400 barrels to 1.6 million. Um, some reports yesterday morning through cold water on that, but that seems to be kind of revived overnight. So OPEC and Russia, again, are discussing an increase in um, in the production cuts to about 1.6. Um, I would say right now, the consensus roughly is that you're just going to see an extension of the current 1.2 million barrel agreement. Um, for at least one quarter, but it definitely looks like you could also see um, an increase in that in that production cut to 1.6. Um, the big problem has been um, cheating on the quota. So you have a lot of countries that are producing more than they should be right now, and as a result, Saudi Arabia has been reluctant to agree to an increased production cut that would kind of force them to bear most of the burden if cheating continues. So it had been thought that th- Saudi Arabia would want to resolve the the quota issue. Um, and then perhaps countenance uh, an increase in production cuts. But nevertheless, you could see an agreement on that front um, today. If that were to come to pass, I think it would be kind of an upside surprise for crude at the moment. Um, so that is kind of all of the major macro news for this morning. Just kind of circling back to China trade again. Um, you know, it's obviously been a very volatile week in terms of um, in terms of trade expectations. You know, I still think that you are going to get a phase one agreement in place. You're going to see some rollback. Um, in terms of existing tariffs, probably a September 1st tranche. I had a whole uh, scenario analysis that I published yesterday. I, I included the link to it in, in this morning's Vital Dawn. It's on the website. Um, you know, above 3,100, though, you're leaving very little room for error once again. Um, and so I think the market now becomes more vulnerable. Um, you know, all that being said, you are still in this seasonal favorable period. Um, and that Bloomberg article yesterday morning has certainly rekindled hopes of a deal. Um, and, and again, a phase one anticipation is a more potent upside catalyst than I think the actual formal agreement will wind up being. Um, I don't think you're going to see 
a deal in place by the 15th. I do think you'll see those tariffs suspended. Um, but the Bloomberg article yesterday suggested you'll see an agreement essentially in the next couple of days. Um, that just seems like a tall order at this point in time. So, you know, my views, you know, really have not changed at all for several weeks. Um, you know, above 3,100, I think the risk reward turns um, on appealing. I think I think things become a little bit more uh, neutral as we get closer to 3050 and then turns a little bit more positive closer to 3000. Um, and that's kind of my view for all the same reasons I've been saying before. Um, in terms of the calendar for today, uh, not a whole lot on it. The eco data should be pretty mild. Um, you have a couple of earnings reports, but again, these are relatively small companies. There's no major kind of quote unquote macro companies on the calendar to report. Um, and then for Friday, you obviously have the jobs report is going to be front and center in the morning. I had a preview out yesterday in the, uh, and then I put a link to it in today's Vital Dawn. So that's all on the website. Um, I also included a calendar for next week um, in the Vital Dawn this morning. So that is essentially it. And then obviously, it, you know, any unexpected trade developments, people will be watching very closely too. Um, so that is pretty much it for this morning. Like I said, relatively slow and quiet. Futures have a mild bid to them. Um, and everyone's just kind of watching to see what occurs on the trade front. So thank you everyone for listening to today's Vital Dawn podcast.